0: Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of The Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into
1: the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's Small Business Conversation is on the air it's the pat miller show one hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business not in it it's time to solve problems capture opportunities and celebrate your wins powered by the idea collective small business community this is the pat miller show now your host Pat Miller, the Idea
0: Coach. You found it. America's small business conversation is on the air. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. I'm really glad that you tuned in this week. And if you don't know what we're doing here, this is kind of like a secret society and a private communication for entrepreneurs, small business owners, side hustlers, basically people that have decided, I don't want to work for somebody else. Life is too short to build somebody else's dream. I know what I want to see come true, so I'm going to go build it. The problem is our society isn't really set up to support entrepreneurs and small business owners. It's set up to make Fortune 500 companies big money, and not a lot of people understand what we're going through. So on this show, we get together, we compare notes, and we keep each other moving forward. On this week's episode, we've got a big show. We've got some really great interviews that we're going to air. And I've got some really big news. So before we get into the interviews and we talk about the deep thought that's going to be required for you in this next hour while we work on our business, not in it. Can I share the big news? Because I'm kind of excited. I'm like, well, yes. So here's the big news. You want the big news? This is the big news. Right now, we are on the air at KLIN in Lincoln. A station that means so much to me. I used to work here 20 years ago. I love being on the air in Lincoln. My wife and I lived in Lincoln for a decade, practically. We love Lincoln. And KLIN has been so important to me in my past and now my future. We're on the air here. But this week, with this pen that I'm holding right here. Isn't it a nice pen? It's a nice pen. I like to use nice pens. I took my nice pen and I signed a syndication agreement. So what we are building right here at KLIN in Lincoln is now going to be broadcast all over the country. So when we say America's small business conversation, you and I are going to know forever it started right here on KLIN. But in February, we're now going to be broadcast nationwide. How incredible is that? And you're like the home team. You're here at the flagship, KLIN. So like together, we are going to be the team and the beating heart that helps the Pat Miller show go all across the country. I could not be more excited because that means even more entrepreneurs and small business owners are going to get connected to our message of get clear, work hard, And never quit. And I'm excited because I know that's what we need to do to keep moving forward. We got to get clear, work hard, and never quit. So that's the big news that I wanted to share. And today's show, we're really going to focus on that get clear portion of the message. And we're going to go deep. So I'm just warning you today's show might seem like, oh, yeah, just kind of a nice conversation, but. We're going to gradually go deep on today's show, so let's walk through it. Our first guest is Michael Nielsen, who runs a video agency called Story First Media, but he's now on TikTok, so that interview might sound like it's not a big deal, but when we talk about how TikTok is getting him business results, he's going to help us get really clear on what portion of your message you should be putting on TikTok, and I would argue, on all your other social media sites. We're then going one click deeper. We're going to have a talk about how you present yourself at a networking event, meaning how's your elevator pitch? If someone says to you, yeah, give it to me in 30 seconds, what do you do? What do you say? Do you read them a laundry list of all the things you do? Do you have a rehearsed elevator pitch? Do you have one that you know makes people say, wow, that's really cool. Tell me more. Or are you just kind of like rattling off whatever comes to mind? That's kind of more what I do. So if you really want a killer elevator pitch, you have to get in touch with how you're different than everyone else. So our second interview today is with Lisa Rabel from Rebel Girl Marketing. And we're going to talk about the power of your elevator pitch. And we're going to help you craft one. Because when someone says, what do you do? You got to be able to tell them in a way that makes them go, that's cool. I want to know more. Otherwise, it's just noise. And nobody wants that. So TikTok sounds really flimsy and weird, right? Oh, it's TikTok, whatever. But we're going to talk about what part of your message will resonate. And then, oh, your elevator pitch. That's not a big deal. No, we're going to get into, well, what part of your elevator pitch makes you different? And then the small business celebration which may seem like not a big deal, that's where we're going to get really deep. Andy Wines is going to come on the air, and we're going to celebrate the fact that he no longer is stuck in his non-compete. Okay, that sounds like not a big deal. How is that deep and meaningful? During the conversation, we're going to dive into your purpose and your meaning and how purpose and meaning can help us keep moving forward and never quit. So we start talking about social media, and we're going to end this show talking about your purpose and what you do every single day. So we have quite the roller coaster ride today. So grab a coffee or whatever beverage you like. It's the weekend. I'm not going to judge. And buckle in because we've got a lot to do. And when we talk about purpose and meaning, what I like to do when we talk about getting clear is we run through a little exercise, and I'll share with you the highlights of that right now. Smart people are paid to do a lot of different things, and this often happens in corporate. You see that person at your corporate job that has a bunch of different responsibilities. They handle this, they handle that, they handle this. It's the person that a boss knows they can just ask to do something outside of the scope of their work, and they'll get it done. You know that person? Well, it's my observation that a lot of those people are the ones that leave corporate to go build their own business because when you're building your own business, right, you got to do a bunch of different stuff. So those people can get paid to do a lot of different things. So if you're running a small business right now that does a lot of different things, this conversation is for you. The first part of finding out how you're different is to realize which part of that list gets you out of bed in the morning. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're a marketing agency and you perform 20 different services for clients, which one of those services do you love more than anything? Which one of those services really gets you excited? The one that you watch YouTube videos about and you read books about, and when you get chances to talk on stage, you do talks about. That one portion of your job that really lights you up, that's what you should be doing. So in this example, if you're a marketing agency, you really love email newsletters. Okay, I really love email newsletters. Cool. That's the first half of finding your purpose. The second half of finding your purpose is to think about who do you like helping? We all have favorite clients. And if you think back to your favorite clients, what traits do they share besides being loaded? Yes, we love wealthy clients a lot. I like the clients with a lot of money. (laughs) Okay, got it. But what else do they share? Let's say you really help new entrepreneurs. That's what you really love. You love helping people build their business. Okay, cool. So now you're not a marketing agency for all that does all the services for everyone. You combine your love for email marketing and you combine your love for new entrepreneurs. You combine those two things, and now you've got a really unique business. You're a business that creates email marketing for first-time entrepreneurs, or you help new entrepreneurs get noticed through email marketing, and you run programs, and you write a blog, and you create content, and you do coaching. You might even outsource it all but you make email marketing simple for first-time entrepreneurs. Now you are completely different than all the other marketing agencies that are out there. That's the type of differentiation we're going for. So I want you to reflect on that. What do you love? Who do you love helping? Combining those two things together and you might find your point of differentiation. So like I say, big show. TikTok elevator pitches, and your purpose. Let's get going. Welcome in to this episode of The Pat Miller Show.
1: America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show.
2: Developing your business is a journey, so make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning who's gonna keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices well sidekick accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success so whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time get in touch with a trusted sidekick sidekick accounting there are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now feel free to call or send a text message to 414 310-7689 that's 414-310-7689 you can find them on linkedin facebook and instagram or visit sidekick-accounting.com remember developing your business is a journey so bring along a trusted sidekick
1: now america's small business conversation continues
2: on the pat miller show On
0: the Pat Miller Show, we want to make sure that when you tune in, it's not just listening to some people talk business. It's hearing something that can work for you and help you grow. So this segment is called What's Working Right Now. We find smart people to come in and give us their secrets, their tips, their tricks, their strategies, their tactics, the ways that they are growing their business and making everything work better. Joining us today is Michael Nielsen from Story First Media. Michael, thank you for joining us in the Pat Miller Show. Tell everyone who you are, what you do, and then we will get into what's working
3: right now. Awesome. Thanks so much, Pat, for having me. Uh, Yeah, my name is Michael Nielsen. I am co-founder of Story First Media. Uh, We are a video story branding firm uh, specializing in uh, uh, using Brand storytelling to help our clients uh, find what their difference is, and then express that difference through action, uh, uh, through video production and other content production. So, okay, so what's working right now? Tell us something good. Yeah, so we we started uh, our a TikTok channel as a matter of fact uh, one month ago. Next, well, tomorrow, one month ago tomorrow. So, um, uh, and we had never done TikTok before then, but we wanted to start experimenting uh, with it on our end, both for our research for our clients, and also to see if we could actually get some business traction on our end. Um, and in a single month of doing it, we have uh, going on forty five thousand followers now um and uh, regularly get thousands of views uh, per post. And uh, our great our biggest one is uh, just approaching a million uh, views as of now. So, um, kind of crazy. and the the craziest part of all that is that it's one hundred percent organic for us. We have not promoted anything. Hold on
0: in a month, you have forty five thousand followers. You've got one video that's done a million views. Just before we get into how it happened and stuff, that's kind of amazing. Is that kind of how you're feeling this? Because that seems pretty incredible.
3: It feels amazing to me. I I, I still don't know entirely how to uh, correlate it in to relation to other people's experiences but what i can say is we did the classic thing of looking up our competitors looking up other you know businesses that are in a similar category across the country and the world and it does seem that we're doing very well by comparison so um yeah it's it's it, we think it's a success that's for sure <laughs> okay so there are two types of people listening the type of people that are on tiktok and are
0: nodding at the radio saying yep that's how it works and then a whole bunch of other people that are like tiktok Really? So what have you been doing on TikTok to get that kind of
3: audience share? We started, you know, our whole our whole prod, our whole service is helping brands better tell their stories, uh, uh, whether that's through just consulting or helping with actual content creation. Um, And so all we started doing was what we've always done elsewhere is just talk about storytelling, try and frame ourselves up with what the major pain points are with businesses and brands out there that want to tell their story better and, you know, offer actual useful information, not hold anything back, really try and, you know, in a granular way, answer questions and and give helpful tips that people can implement right away um, and keep them short. You know, they're all 60 seconds. Maybe the longest one we posted was maybe three minutes. The, big, the biggest thing I would say right now on TikTok specifically is that, yeah, we kind of laughed at it a little bit as well because, you know, it's just dancing, right, and that sort of stuff. Right. Um, it's really, right now, it is it is still extremely organic. Um, and everything we hear from experts in the social media f- sphere is that we've got probably about another 12 months of TikTok being organic like this before it becomes other like other social media platforms where it's more pay to play. So for now, you can get a heck of a lot of traction for uh, uh, really any product or service that you're putting out on there, if you can do it in a compelling way and if you can do it regularly, quickly. Um, we've been posting about three to seven pieces a day. Um, and uh, so in the since we started a month ago, we have created and posted 115 pieces of video content on that channel. Wow. Um, uh, and that is, that is entirely so that we can suss out what works versus what doesn't. So
0: you're doing a ton of content, you're flooding the zone, and then if you find something that works, you're doing more things like that. Is that how you're iterating the process right. on TikTok?
3: Correct. And we're trying to figure out what that secret sauce is, right? So it's not always as clear as you would think. Like we, you know, other people who have had success on social will find this very familiar, but you know, you have one that pops and you think you fig- you think you know what what the reason was. And so then you make seven more pieces of content based on that research. And you know, you're saying to each other, oh man, this next one is gonna be a bomb. This one's gonna go nuclear and it's gonna be awesome. And then it doesn't do anything. And so like you're, <laughs> you, you think you figured it out, but then you didn't. Um, uh, so, but then you post one and you're shocked that it start, does like a quarter of a million suddenly. So like, it's it's just, it's, it's it, you learn, but you only learn by doing. And it's, and it's you know, the good thing that the best thing to know about TikTok in particular right now, and really all of social media is adopting this, is that it is entirely based on interest. So, you know, if you get the hashtags right, if you're talking about, you know, the things that really matter to your customers, it's it's going to get to them because that is how TikTok is structured. That's how their algorithm is structured. It's not about who, you know, them following you or them being in the right groups or anything like that. Um, it's actually trying to get relevant content before everybody, so.
0: Now, there's so many different folks that are listening who have all different fields, so I don't want to drill down too far into what to do on TikTok. You gave us some good ideas to get us started, but skeptics are listening, saying, great, 45,000 followers. Who cares? Yep. Have you made any money on TikTok?
3: Yep. Yes. So we uh, we have now, in that month, had uh, shy just shy of 10 new business opportunities, leads Whoa. come as a result of it. Uh, and they are from all over the country um, and uh, one that's overseas um, and they are people, you know, the solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, businesses that are looking to have uh, uh, help telling their story, uh, you know, because that's what we're selling on there. So, like, it's not even everyone reaching out specifically about TikTok content. It's about what we're talking about on there. Um, so uh, they see us as uh, because we're giving away the store, because we're not holding any ex- any expertise back. If they need help with what we're talking about, we're the ones that come to mind.
0: I want to ask you about that because you hear people say this sometimes when you go on social media, don't give everything away. My viewpoint has always been there's plenty more where that came from. And if I can get someone interested, I can then serve them more. It sounds like you're in that camp as well. Would you agree with that?
3: Absolutely. The way I think about it is similar, which is anything I'm going to say, somebody else is going to say it. So it may as well be me and then I can own that conversation rather than be trying to join someone else's conversation.
0: You go on TikTok, you start getting traction, and then that first legitimate piece of business comes from it. How did that feel?
3: It felt great. I mean it's it it in, it validated the efforts, right? It's cuz you could it doesn't always happen this way. And like you could have a ton of success on TikTok or another social play, social media platform and not see it as quickly as we happened to here. Um, a lot of this is luck as well. Um, but when it does come, yeah, it's like, that's great. This, this is, this is validating everything we're doing here. Um, uh, and it's, and it's going to, you know, hopefully have, drive even greater business results going forward because, you know, that a lot, a big question people will ask about TikTok is, well, okay, you may have 40,000 followers, but is it your audience? And that's validating that it, part of it is, and and let's let's say only one percent of that is our audience. Well, we're a B two B business. We don't need that many people to want to do business with us, you right. know, to make it worthwhile. So it's uh, uh you know, it's 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 great. It's, it's it's it's, and you do see on there. There's a lot of marketing people on there. There's a lot of people out there that are trying to get their their kind of feet wet with this new platform, and it's only going to be more relevant as time goes on. Here,
0: this isn't the first time you've heard that b2b businesses and businesses being done on TikTok, but this is another reminder congratulations michael nielsen story first media thanks for coming on the pat miller show i appreciate it thank you pat on the way next we are going to solve a big problem for you if you don't have a good answer when someone says well tell me about your business You need to have a show-stopping elevator pitch. And Lisa Rabel from Rebel Girl Marketing is going to teach you how to build it next on The Pat Miller Show.
1: America's small business conversation continues next
0: on The Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey
4: for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at ChoicesCoachingConsulting.com. Act now, Krista at ChoicesCoachingConsulting.com.
2: Now, America's
1: Small Business Conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to
0: The Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. We are here to connect, unite, and support entrepreneurs coast to coast. And this is a special episode because we are recording it live at the Idea Collective Retreat. Yes. So, the Idea Collective, in case you don't know, is the growing small business community that's uniting entrepreneurs and helping them fight isolation, inexperience, and the fear and the imposter syndrome that is inside all of our businesses. When you work with one another, you can accomplish literally anything. This is the portion of the show where we talk to a subject matter expert. That means really smart person that has something to teach us. And that description perfectly fits our next guest, Lisa Rabel from Rebel Girl Marketing. Lisa, welcome to the show. Tell everyone what you do, and then we'll talk about what you have to teach us today.
5: Well, thanks for having me on, Pat. I truly appreciate it. I am a subject matter expert in marketing strategy. What does that mean? That means that if you don't have a strategy to start your marketing, you're kind of just throwing it against the wall. Or as our good friend Brent put it, it's uh, committing random acts of marketing. We don't want to do that. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a strategy, know who to talk to, when to talk to them, and what to say. So your marketing will work for you instead of you working for your marketing. All
0: right, I love that. And as a small business owner, every dollar that we spend and every minute that we spend is really, really valuable. So what do you have to teach us today?
5: Well, um, time is money and money is money, right? Mm -hmm. So making sure you have the right thing to say to somebody when you first meet them. Most people think of an elevator pitch as what? It's a sales pitch, right? Tell everybody everything you know that you've ever done, Your entire resume, your cat's name, what you're doing that weekend, right? We call that the show up and the throw up. We've all met those people. So my job is to make sure that when you do an elevator pitch, you make a great first impression. Because that's what your elevator pitch is. So instead of doing an elevator pitch, why not do a power pitch? Get somebody to say, hey, that's cool. Tell me more.
0: So in the elevator pitch, it's not everything that we do. We just want to get their attention. And the only goal is to get them to say, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more.
5: Yeah, exactly. So if you're a subject matter expert and say, I don't know, like roofing. Okay. Does everybody know everything about roofing? They know they have a roof, right? (laughs) So what I did with one of my clients is I said, why don't you just tell people that you get to shoot water at buildings and fly a drone? (laughs) And then they'll go, that's cool. Tell me more. And then you can talk about why you're a roofing consultant. The same thing goes for anything, right? So if you tell everybody what you're doing and you use acronyms and industry jargon they're going to be looking at you like i have no
2: idea what you're talking about yeah
5: and even though you did your pitch so it's about just starting a conversation because if you go to a baseball game the pitcher doesn't throw like a a pitch and then a pitch and then a pitch and then a pitch and then a pitch at the catcher you go back and forth the pitch is literally there to start a conversation so they say cool tell me some more.
0: And when they say, tell me more, they're inviting themselves in. Like you've got them at that point, right? Yeah.
5: They're engaged. Mm -hmm. They're not just listening. They're asking questions. They're learning.
0: So we get the point, but how do we build a pitch that matters? If we're listening right now and we think, oh, okay, granted, I agree with you. How do we get to that point? So we craft that first line or two. So someone goes, okay, great. How do I do that?
5: you go through a process actually you talk about what you do how you do it what problems you solve what emotions there's a there's a process to go through it you just don't like sit down and go okay this is a great pitch it's about engaging somebody like what could you say to somebody that they go that's super cool i want to learn some more so people know what podcasting is right so lz distance doesn't go out there and say all the things he does about podcasting because that's a very long list Mm -hmm. but he goes out there and he says i help people grow their business through podcasting and people go, cool, I want to grow my business. Tell me some more.
0: So is one way to think about what to say really what's in it for me to have someone think, okay, you do the thing. What do I get out of that thing? Is that going down the right path of finding that attention, getting hook?
5: It is. But I think what people make a mistake when they're networking and they're giving their elevator pitch is they think that the person that they're talking to is going to buy their stuff. Mm. And that's not always true. When you do an elevator pitch, it's about pitching information enough to them to go through their internal Rolodex in their brain, right? Dating myself a little with the Rolodex, <laughs> thing. but um, their internal CRM and saying, I know Bob needs that or my brother-in-law needs that because the person that you're talking to is not the person you're selling to. You're selling to their network hmm. and that's a really important difference in an elevator pitch versus a power pitch
0: we're talking with lisa rabel from rebel girl marketing about the power of your elevator pitch and you said something really interesting there where you're not selling to the person in front of you you want to give them something that they can recall that also speaks to having something that's hooky because they won't remember all 30 seconds of what you said but they may remember the two seconds that puts them on the shopping list
5: exactly So one of the things that I like to say about what I do, because I'm a very gig kind of a consultant, I help a person until they need me, and then I move on to the next customer. So I say, I'm the Nanny McPhee of marketing. Mm -hmm. People will literally come into the room and say, look, Nanny McPhee is here. They have no idea what my name is. They don't remember that it's Lisa. They don't remember Rebel Girl Marketing all the time. But they remember the fact that what I say is, I help my customers as long as they need me, and then I'm gone. Because Mm -hmm. one of the big things when you say consultant Is like, oh, now we're stuck with them for a while or they're going to give me a three ring binder costing thousands of dollars and not tell me how to implement it. So I really want to talk about the fact that we are it's it's for me, it's the I help people teach a man to fish, teach a man to market.
0: One of the things I've been saying a lot lately is don't worry about what they think, worry about what they'll remember, and try and find something hooky that they can sink their teeth into. So we're almost out of time, but I do want to make sure that we are looking at the impact here, because if someone can get this pitch down, you talked about your roofing client that you helped or others that you've walked through this process, what kind of impact do they see when they get their 30-second pitch right?
5: People remember them. People go, I understand what you're doing, and they want you to, to talk more. And once you get people asking questions, you've engaged them, you've hooked them. And that's the best thing you could do is get them engaged in the conversation instead of you standing there spewing something for 30 seconds and hope they listen.
0: One last question. Is it always the same pitch, or do you have different pitches depending on what room you're in?
5: Oh, absolutely different pitches. And you can have a really fun one, and then you can have like a really serious one if you're talking to a business owner and I honestly, the, the more fun you have with it, the more the people are going to remember you and the more they're going to be engaged. And the whole point of it is knowing exactly what you want to say the moment you want to say it. You want to practice it because you want to be sitting there going, oh, I know this. Wait a second. What do I do again? Oh, no, I, I practiced this. this. This one woman taught me this. She wore this really <laughs> cool red jacket. I, I know I know this. But so it's got to be practice. You got to like. You got to know your audience. You got to know exactly what to say.
0: Do you have a boring pitch right now? Well, fix it. And hopefully we helped you out today. Lisa Rabel from Rebel Girl Marketing. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Pat. Let's reflect on that interview with Lisa. I told you she was good. And hopefully you're thinking right now, wow, how am I showing up when someone meets me and asks, well, what do you do? I thought her insight about giving them something that gets them engaged and curious was really smart. It's not about succinctly saying everything you do in a short little sentence. It's about getting them curious about what you do to start a conversation. That right there, that advice is worth a million dollars, and you got it for free here on the radio. So ask yourself, how are you different than everyone else, and what can you say That makes someone go, huh, tell me more about that. It's a pretty insightful comment and it's really a good conversation starter. And this is where that feeling of, oh, I don't want to be braggy or, oh, I don't want to self-promote myself too much comes in. And you got to reflect back to what I said earlier in this episode. Don't worry about what people will think of you worry about what they will remember about you and that sentence and that phrase i keep on saying it over and over because i want to remember it and use it for myself but i keep on saying it because i know it is so true oh i can't say that they might think i'm bragging no you have to say that so they remember what makes you unique and different Then you take those statements, you plug it back into what Lisa Rabel was teaching us there. So now we have this succinct killer elevator pitch that starts a conversation so they can remember what you do and they can refer you to friends and colleagues or maybe in a perfect world, use you themselves. On the way, a small business celebration. That's next on the Pat Miller Show.
1: America's Small Business Conversation continues next
2: on The Pat Miller Show.
1: now, America's Small Business Conversation continues
2: on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to
0: the Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation, which is on the air to help you build a better business. We want to do the three things on the air that we do inside the Idea Collective. We want to make sure that we're reminding ourselves to be grateful, that we have the courage to ask for help, and we're helping one another, and we want to celebrate our wins, and that's what this segment is all about. We are welcoming to the Pat Miller Show live from the Idea Collective retreat Andy Wines. Andy Wines, welcome to the show.
6: Thank you, Pat. Let's go. Let's have a good show. Okay, so uh,
0: tell everybody what you do, and then we'll talk about your celebration.
6: You know, Pat, it's a, probably a shorter list to talk about what I don't do. Well, let's, I'll let us break it down for you. Uh, I'm the guy that makes good ideas disappear, so I'm in the junk removal space. Everything was a good idea, and then it turns into not such a good idea. Yeah, I got hands in the air. There we go. So that's what I do. Junk removal. Fancy, right? I'm an environmental consultant, you know, specializing in the solid waste industry. But break it down, Barty's tie, pick things up and put them down. Okay.
0: <laughs> so junk removal is what we're talking about. So what is our uh, celebration today,
6: friend? Here, here's our celebration, Pat. I, I, I sat here in this chair a year ago, right? And, and at the time, I was going through a non-compete. I I, I got involved with a franchise. I had 10 locations across the country. I went high and fast, and it was amazing, and all I realized was I had 10 times many headaches and not nearly the satisfaction I had when I run a, a good, solid business right from my own hometown. So I did that. And, and not only did I do that, I also said, you know what? The non-competes behind me. Let's move forward. Let's share this knowledge that I learned through all these years with the rest of the world. So we put out a podcast, bootstrapped it, a couple of mics, two guys. Let's have a good time. I got this message earlier today on LinkedIn. Tracy, he was our ninth guest. He was six weeks, into podca- or six weeks into junk removal when he came on our podcast. Mm-hmm. He said, y'all are one of the biggest reasons I quit my job and started my business. Whoa. So this is the point. In this world, we, we, we have these pain points, right? I talked about this in my TEDx years ago. We have this pain, but the, the opportunity we have as small business owners and people in general is to transform the pain into passion to define our purpose, I could sit and complain and get upset about the two years I had to sit on the sidelines, the four years I dedicated my heart and soul to a a company that threw me by the wayside when when it was no longer viable to have me around. Instead, I said, what were the best parts I learned? What was my pain point? Well, my pain point was the fact that I, I had to pay to be part of this organization and pay for the knowledge. So let's transform that right into my passion, which is give the knowledge away. And now my purpose is to empower others that want to get into this junk removal game to live out the junk removal dream and give them the answers to the test. In doing so, people like Tracy quit his 9-to-5, got in his truck and trailer, went out there, started hauling, and is now building the life he wants. That's a powerful response from someone that came on your show, and you really helped them.
0: What I'm curious about is... How does a guy that's in the junk removal business that had to sit on the sidelines and go through all that business trauma relaunches the business, yet your
6: passion, as you just stated, is giving your knowledge away? Why? It, it, it's too simple. We think about Maslow's hierarchy, hierarchy's needs. It's all about self-actualization. Why was I put on this planet? I wasn't just put on this planet to haul junk day in and day out. It's a great business to be in, and I love doing it. But my goal is to get rid of landfills. and I can't do it alone, and I'm not going to do it. But my goal now is how do I empower others? How do I give people like him, who was six weeks into business, the opportunity to be on a podcast, to learn from two guys that know what they're doing, to broadcast it, get some free publicity to put in his hometown, right? And now he comes back to me and says, now I'm doing more recycling because I've built the capacity to do it. I now have the opportunity to not just haul junk for a living, But to take on a task that will outlive my lifetime, but it'll give me the purpose to to redefine the way that we look at the things that we interact with every day. So it's not about the junk. It's about making the world a better place. All right. So let's talk about the folks
0: that are listening. Maybe they're not as clear on how their day-to-day activity could accomplish a bigger vision. Absolutely. And you, by giving away your knowledge, helps accomplish the bigger vision. You're still hauling mattresses and TVs and refrigerators and that kind of stuff. But it's all about the bigger vision. And if you empower more people to do it, your vision comes true. So if someone's listening and they haven't connected the dots between what they do every day and how they could empower people to help them on their mission, is this unique to you or is this something anyone can
6: No, do? I, I, let's break it down even farther. Close your eyes. What bothers you? What aggravates you? What do you dream about? That's what you should be doing in this world. Mm-hmm. If you don't get motivated to take on the Thanos, the the, the gigantic being, right, that you want to attack every day, then you might not be doing what you were put on this planet to do. Think of your BHAG, that big, hairy, audacious goal. What is that? When you accomplish that, who do you slay? And if you're not in that business, take a step back and find yourself in that place. Mm -hmm. Get in that business first. And then over time, you'll slowly chip away at this, and you'll define your passion, right? Pain is just energy. There's a great uh, article in the Harvest Business Journal, came out last year, about how you can change a language that you use day in and day out to transform anxiety into excitement. That's all it is. We're transforming pain into passion to define our purpose. That's what we're doing here, for the record. Absolutely. Right
0: now, there's someone listening to the show, and they're wondering if they're good enough to carry on. They're wondering if they have the talent to get what they're trying to build across the finish line. And they're lonely and they're considering quitting and going back to whatever the safe option is. And this conversation and this show and the Idea Collective community is here to walk
6: with them when they're in that point. And and that's why we're here. Yeah. At the the tail end of COVID, you you put forth a challenge. You said, hey, what do we need to do to come together? It started with a 3 o'clock in the afternoon Zoom call. A rally point. How do we, as small business owners, take the fight to the man? How do we come together and has now turned into a community? You found a pain point. You got sick of working for the man. You're the one that held all the ideas and they had all the money. So you took your pain, turn it into your passion. How do I empower other small business owners? And now your purpose, this idea collective, this small business radio show, to give the information away for free. You're doing this every day. You might not know it, but you're already living out that dream. That's true. (laughs) I like that. We need to have you around more often. You're good at this. I'm available. I'm available. I'm practicing. (laughs)
0: Uh, A heck of a small business celebration. And the challenge that you really should be thinking about is what are you doing every day to accomplish a bigger vision? That's why we have these celebration conversations is so we can learn from people, as you say, who have done the thing. See, I had to work that in there if you're going to be on this episode, right? Absolutely. Got to do the thing. Andy Wines, congratulations. Thank you for coming on the show. Great small business celebrations always spark a bigger conversation. It starts with, oh, Andy, congratulations on your success. And that's really great. You got out of your non-compete and now you can build your business again. But when you listen to his small business celebration, what we were really celebrating is that he was able to stay true to his purpose, and make sure that his work had meaning every single day. And when this show started, ah, we're going to talk about TikTok, and we're going to talk about elevator pitches, and we're going to have a guy do a small business celebration. That seems very surface level. But listening back to the things we discussed today, we talked about differentiation. We talked about purpose and discipline. And I want you to reflect, what is your purpose? I'll give you an example and I'll tell you my purpose, the whole reason that I'm doing this radio show. Why am I hosting this show? I'm hosting this show so small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you know they don't have to grow it alone. Basically, I don't want you to feel like the new kid in school while you're building your business. Why? Why is that my purpose? Well, I was the new kid in school all the time. When I was a kid, our family moved all around the Midwest, transferred my dad's job a couple of different times. And I know exactly what it feels like to be the new kid in school. To know that you could be friends with these people if they just knew more about you, it's a really isolating and depressing kind of feeling. It doesn't feel good to be the new kid in school. And it wasn't just high school. I am a late entrepreneur, I was in the radio business forever, and I left the radio business where I knew everyone to step out to be an entrepreneur, and I knew no one. So I know the feeling of trying to build a business when no one knows who you are, no one knows what you can bring to the table, and frankly, in most small business settings, nobody cares. If you can't make them money, oftentimes other entrepreneurs don't care about the fact that you're isolated and they don't care that you're trying to build your dream. I know that feeling firsthand and I don't want you to feel that way. I watched my wife go from not being an entrepreneur to starting a business and having her go out there and try and meet people and nobody cared. This show is designed to let you know there's someone, hello, right here, who gets what you're going through and I don't want you to build your small business all by yourself. That's why I'm on the air. So why are you in business? Reflect on that, and we'll see one another next week, same time, same station. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to The Pat Miller Show.
1: See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective Small Business Community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for The Pat Miller Show. And remember get clear, work hard, and never quit.